0: Welcome to another episode of the Indian Cycling Podcast, brought to you by the Bike Affair. I'm your host, Harsha.
1: This is your co-host, Gokul. Uh, Today, we have our national uh, mountain bike champion, KKR, or Kiran Kumar Raju with us. Uh, He has just returned from the Asian Cycling Championships uh, this morning at Lebanon. So, he will uh, talk to us about his experiences at uh, the Asian Championships. Welcome, KKR.
2: Hi, Harsha. Hi, Gokul. Thanks a lot. It's good to be back home.
1: You were at the Asian Championships at uh, Lebanon just now. And uh, uh, from the photographs, we felt that the, the, the team size was bigger than what was uh, sent for the road championships earlier this year. Uh, yes. yeah, at the road Asian Championships. So, was this a conscious choice or uh, was it just a chance?
2: I think it was more of a conscious choice by the federation itself. Uh, Not only compared to road, it was bigger than the last year's uh, contingent at the mountain bike Asian Championships itself. Uh, Not only that, we also had a national camp this time for the first time ever uh, for a period of one month at Haldwani in Uttarakhand, just before the event. Which uh, I wasn't part of since I was training on my own in Europe during the same time, but everyone else attended the event. Wow. I would say the conscious decision was uh, by CFI because CFI uh, is keen and want to host the Asian Continental Championship in India. They've been planning it for quite some time now. Uh, if my memory sh- uh, strikes right, uh, ever since 2017, um, the federation <laughs> wants to host one Asian Continental Championship in India. Uh, and I think this time they're uh, a little more serious about it. Hence they're taking a little more uh, conscious decision to support and promote the event. Uh, hence, we see a bigger contingent and bigger plans for mountain biking.
1: Wow, that's really nice to hear. So, w- what was the criteria on which uh, they selected the team for this? You no, know, uh, Was it purely based on the results in the national championships or uh,
2: there is more to it? Uh, there's more to it. And uh, and it was also communicated to everyone at the Nationals. Uh, at the briefing of uh, National Championship in Pune mm-hmm. last year uh, in 2018, uh, they are told uh, we will be sending a bigger team. We will let you know as we go forward. But this will not be the whole and sole criteria. We'll have other future MTB CFI sanctioned events, which will be MTB Kerala and uh, MTB Uttarakhand. So, we will take an aggregate result of all the three events and based on current form and uh, fitness level of athletes we will, uh, they will be selected, uh, the team, the national team will be selected for the Asian Championship. Okay. So, based on these three events, the entire contingent was selected Okay. for the, national champ, uh, for the Asian Championship this year. Okay,
1: that's really nice to hear. I mean, uh, a uh, lot of good things happening I think some of these uh, the, the fact that uh, a camp is not uh, campus happened this year and uh, uh, there is more clarity and you know there is a more consolidated uh, selection process and all it's really very heartening to know
2: yes I mean uh, though we didn't have under 23 uh, I, I don't know if people know unlike road we don't have under 23 category in uh, nationals every year but uh, Last year, how they uh, how they considered the under-23 riders for the Asian Championship was in the elite category, the top riders who belong to the under-23 age group were selected. And from this year onwards, there will be a separate under-23 category even at the MTB National Championships.
1: In the, uh, the road uh, uh, team which was sent for the Asian Championships, I think even in the MTB Championships, uh, this time we didn't have any uh, uh, women representation from India, right?
2: yes yeah. unfortunately we didn't have any women representation uh, i think a major reason for that is we don't have any women riders uh who are constantly focused or uh, racing at all the mount- enough uh, i mean i would say enough mountain biking events in the country all they do is mtb kerala and the national championship Apart from that, we don't see right, women riders taking part in other private mountain biking events. Mm-hmm. Um, so saying that CFI Federation said, thought, I, I mean, we are not yet in the stage where we can send our women riders. If you get a rider like, who's like into mountain biking throughout the year, who's really familiar and strong in mountain biking, then probably we can consider. But rana The rider who won double gold in the women elite, both in time trial and uh, cross country, unfortunately, was taken into the track program by CFI. So, saying that, it's very tough to find a rider who's like, to say where her heart is at mountain biking throughout. If that's the case, probably CFI might consider going forward okay so so Poonam rana is the
1: national champion is
2: it? it is the national champion who also happens to be the sister of kamlesh rana who was part of the national team okay, okay. yeah
0: i'm guessing this is your this is your first time in lebanon uh, kkr
2: uh this is my first time in lebanon yes
0: and was it uh, was the terrain very different uh, from anything you've seen before, or did it seem a little familiar?
2: Uh, the terrain was uh, familiar. I mean, uh, so we have different te- types of terrain when we, when we talk about mountain when we talk about mountain biking. There's something called as root sections where uh, when the event happens inside a forest, we see a lot of wet soil, grippy soil with roots thrown into places but this section was like open to sky Uh, it was rocky mountain more like a quarry mountain Uh, I've raced in similar race uh, race conditions in Dubai back uh, one I think in 2017 so the race course condition was pretty familiar to me but what was surprising for me is the altitude it was we raced at 2,000 just about 2,000 meters Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah just about 2,000 meters What made the course tough was the race, uh, the way it was designed itself. We had a lot of steep, short sections where it was really, really tough to ride because uh, it gets a beating. More and more riders uh, practice on them and keep, because since it's steep, Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, riders keep falling and the course conditions keep changing, right? Mm
1: -hmm. So every
2: time you go there, it's not the same. You'll have a new rock, uh, small rock on your lane so you have to like keep challenging yourself keep choosing different lines so cool. pushing uh so there were at least three to five sections if your day is bad and you lose focus at least five sections the rider had to push except for the top two riders or top three riders where uh, even the top two riders i would say used to push the bike on two sections at least i would say wow oh, okay yeah so it was not so saying that 100% the right the course wasn't uh, 100% rideable at all even by the top guy top 3 guys oh. but that yes. is not usual na kkr uh, uh, so uci says it can be uh, it's not a compulsion to make the course 100% rideable they can be i can section hike and bike sections but it's always great to avoid them just for the sport to look better right I mean uh, it's not great to see riders pushing up any section or going down any section it's mm-hmm. nice to have a course which is 100% rideable but this unfortunately was too tough even for the best guys because it was just too steep and there was rocks loose rocks all over the place the soil was loose where, where did you see the major
1: uh, competition uh, coming from which was the strong Asian countries uh, this time uh, Kiran
2: uh, the top ranked countries in Asian championship is um, China, China, Japan, Iran and Kazakhstan, usually China and Japan are fighting for the gold spot and Iran and Kazakhstan more for the bronze and the uh, rest of the spots in top 10. Like for okay. if, if you consider top 10 riders, four, 4 were from China, 3 from Japan, 2 from Iran and 1 from Kazakhstan.
0: And I can understand uh, China, Japan and uh, Kazakhstan because, well, Kazakhstan because they have uh, Team Astana. So, obviously, that was going to rub off on the MTV also. But Iran, I'm a little surprised on because I haven't heard Iran doing well, for example, in the road racing circuit in Asia. So, this is a little surprising.
2: Yes, Iran have a good contingent for the mountain biking for the last five years. Uh, uh, their riders have taken a lot of responsibility by themselves for traveling outside, uh, when they started five years back and stood, showed a lot of promise um, for the federation to take up the sport a little more seriously and start uh, providing them a little more better facilities. So, we have a lot of Iran riders who so have come to India also to take part in MTB Kerala, like the last year edition, the winner was from Iran. Yeah, The top two were from Iran, no? Kieran? Sorry? Yeah, the top two were from Iran
1: mm-hmm. at Kerala. Yes, and they they're pretty good
2: actually. Yes.
1: So so let's talk about your uh, event uh, specifically KKR. Uh, you did
2: uh, only the cross country or uh, the time trial as well? No. So um, time trial events is not there at any international events per se. In the, uh, time trial event is just for our national championship, and this is also and we also uh, I mean conduct time trial uh, time trial, because it's easier to give a start list for the cross country olympic when it comes to asian okay. championship it's just cross country olympic event and nothing more we don't have time trial at asian championship okay okay and uh, was there a, a downhill as well this year yes we did have downhill uh, i mean the asian continental championship always conducts cross country olympic and downhill events together okay okay so
1: uh, and uh, did we have uh, I know that last year in the nationals we didn't have a downhill official downhill uh, uh, competition. Did we send? Uh, did the team
2: have downhill riders? Uh, we didn't. Uh, the, uh, I mean, last year when uh, the Asian Championship was in Philippines and uh, previous to that in China, the CFI did send two uh, best riders from India for the championship as part of the team. But this okay. year, unfortunately, they didn't send it. Uh, but, because they were more focused on the cross-country, like I said before, because they want to conduct Asians here for cross-country. Okay, okay. Uh, right. And uh, regarding downhill, uh, there are a lot of factors when it comes to downhill because they want to see more participation. At the National Championship, uh, I think you were there at um, Pune. Pune last year. We, the The number of riders at National Championships, is very very less for cfi to consider we have mm. good quality of maybe say 5 to 8 riders who are who have the right gear right equipment and are training full time mm. uh, so for cfi they have their own uh, objective or say when it when they need to get stuff uh, when they need to get the budget sanctioned they need to show enough uh, numbers so they didn't consider or i would also say the downhill riders should have been a little more proactive and communicative with CFI, uh, for them to get a shot at this. Uh, I would, yeah, it goes hand in hand. Okay. So when I was talking to a few downhill riders, none of them, I don't think any of them contacted CFI uh, to ask what should be done to be part of the team. Maybe they could have been sent. Uh, the names would have been sent. Uh, let us say uh, the riders should have uh, put in their own money and maybe been sent to the Asians uh, this year. Okay. So, how did your event uh, go, KKR? My event, uh, I mean, I did my best. I went with a lot of preparation this year, unlike uh, previous years, since I knew what it really takes to do well at Asians. Uh, but unfortunately, I couldn't do well uh, when it comes to my own goal plan. I mean, goal or my objective, the expectation that I had for myself. Uh, though the only positive that I can take from this event for myself is a progress in my ranking at the Asians. Like mm-hmm. last year, I finished in 20th place, but uh, this year, I finished in 21st place, uh, racking uh, quite a decent amount of UCI points, 16 UCI points, uh, compared to last year's four points. But the number of laps, the uh, disappointment for myself is the number of laps. It didn't result in increase uh, in number of laps. So when I say increase in number of laps, so there's a rule in cross country Olympic, the 80% rule. So, you, you have to be within the 80% timing of the leading rider. Mm-hmm. So, saying that, I lasted only three laps, which was the same as last year. I wanted to progress a little more than that. So, that is where my disappointment lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could only finish three laps and um, I'm a bit disappointed with that. Hopefully, one more here, I'll give it one more shot before I say I'm done at Asians. Okay, Okay,
1: and uh, totally six, how many
2: laps were there, uh, Kiran? Six, six laps. Okay. Uh,
0: so, just to give a sense of, uh, uh, say, the top
2: guy, so yeah. what was his, uh,
0: so how many laps did he complete? What was the
2: timing? So, it's like this. Uh, the leader was, uh, let's consider this uh, race itself. The leader was taking... Uh, average, his average time across all six laps was around 15 minutes, 20 seconds, 20, uh, 20 to 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was taking around 19 minutes, 15 sec- 20 seconds. Okay. So if you consider 80% of his first time, that is 12 minutes. So I should be completing within 12 minute uh, buffer time to okay. his cumulative uh, number of lap times. So, saying that, I could last only three laps.
0: So, you say you improved uh, from uh, 28 to uh, 21. What does this mean uh, materially? Could it lead to, say, uh, a a World Championship qualification or an Olympic qualification? Or how far are we from that?
2: Uh, We are uh, way too far away from uh, World Championships or Olympic qualifications. Right now at the Asian Championship, only the top spot for the men elite and the women elite gets a direct slot or merit list for the Olympic qualification. And I finished 21st with without completing the race, right? I finished only three laps. So we are quite far away from it. And for World Championship, you need to have a minimum of 10 points. Uh, uh, even to compete at World Championship, uh, sh- also takes a lot because uh, let's put it let's put it like this the asian champion from last year who also finished second this year when he takes part in the world championship he finishes somewhere around 40th to 50th place oh my god okay now oh. i am india's national champion at asian championship i'm finishing 21st place now once i go to world championship you know where i'll stand okay wow. so the competition
1: is quite severe huh? <laughs> quite severe yes so and in the world level uh, which are the countries who are dominant in uh, uh,
2: the mountain biking scenario it's switzerland when in, uh, in mountain biking if we consider specifically to cross country olympic uh, because we have other formats like downhill uh, four cross bmx and stuff like that so, when it comes to cross-country, I mean, talking specifically to our event right now, is Switzerland, France, oh, okay. Germany, Netherlands. So, the, basically, European countries are dominating here. And, oh, I mean, okay. Switzerland's got at least uh, five riders in top-10 ranking in the world. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Interesting. And... Under- even uh, uh, US doesn't is not one of the dominant countries in uh, mountain biking.
2: Uh, US is dominating downhill racing. Currently. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, we have a lot okay. of uh, US racers, Uh, you uh riders from US, Australia doing well in downhill. This is apart from France and Italy, I would say in downhill. Yeah. Okay. So, tell us
0: about the rest of the Indian contingent KKR.
2: So, we had about three riders in elite, three riders in under-23 and one in under-18. So, the three mm-hmm. riders in elite were me, Devender from Imachal. Then we have Kamlesh Rana from the Indian Army team. So, me and Kamlesh Rana finished 21st and 22nd place respectively. Unfortunately, Devender suffered a flat right in the first lap. So he ended up not finishing the race for the second time in a row because of the same reason. Last year he was at Philippines too. He had a flat there in second lap, I would say. Uh, here it was right in the first lap, and he was looking really good in good shape. Uh, he had come a lot more prepared than last year. Um, yeah, but suffered an unfortunate blow right in the first lap. I really feel sorry for him. Uh, because to happen twice at the Asians is not a good thing for a rider's motivation, right? Mm. So that's the elite category, and uh, even Rana and uh, so Rana and me finished twenty-first and twenty-second place, uh, both lasting for three laps again. But we racked up uh, thirty points overall together. Uh, I I got sixteen points. He got fourteen U.S. Uh, UCI points. So that's thirty points. And in under 23 uh, against, so we had 34 starters. Okay. Elite category in under 23, uh, we had about 21, 21 riders, and uh, Shiven, Rajat Pandey, and Vaishak. Shiven from again Himachal Pradesh, Rajat Pandey from uh, Uttarakhand, Vaishak from Mysore. With the riders representing in under-23 category. Shivain, uh, so the elite and under-23 category riders started together. Both had six laps. Uh, Shivain finished in seventh place. Wow. Uh, Shivain finished a top, uh, yeah, top ten. He finished in seventh place. Uh, he got 25 UCI points maximum uh, scored. And uh, Rajat, Rajat finished in uh, for, Rajat finished in 14th place. Sorry, Rajat in uh, 15th place and Vaishak in 14th place. They both got uh, one and two points respectively. Uh, sh- but uh, talking in number of laps, Shivan also finished three laps. Uh, Rajat and Vaishak finished two laps respectively. But Vaishak is very young, right? He's uh,
1: yes, under absolutely. 18, right?
2: Last Carry. Year. Yeah. So, Vaishak, like you said, uh, was under 18 double gold at the Nationals last year. So, this year he enters 19 years and was part of the under 23 contingent. Um, there's a big learning, there's a big jump for his age category at the Asian level. Uh, this also gives him a chance to gauge, uh, gauge his competition and the level of uh, the sport, at Asian level. Uh, Hopefully, if he continues for another three years in the 123 category, he might start doing well, finishing the race, and probably give a shot at the podium. So, saying that, he's got a very good opportunity, and is at a very good uh, uh, position, unlike us, because uh, when I started the sport, I was 27. I mean, when I started the sport full-time, I was 27 years. So, Vaishak. Given his age and exposure and considering CFI's decision to support the sport, hopefully things will get be- uh, better and bigger for him and the sport. We have another under-18 rider, Adonis, again from Mysore. So Adonis was double gold in the Nationals in the under-16 category last year. Uh, so this year uh, is, in, is at 17. Uh, is this, this is his first participation. There was four laps for him. Uh, his race was scheduled for Saturday, um, one day before the Elite and the Under-23. Everyone went there to support him. Unfortunately, he suffered a crash during the practice session and had injured his wrist. Uh, the entire team was a little disappointed, uh, thinking that uh, we lost a chance to score some points or to show that uh, we have young Indian riders to participate in the junior category as well, which is the under-18. But to our surprise, he woke up in the morning and said, my arm isn't paining much, I think I can take the uh, impact of the mountain biking. Because, unlike road racing, your wrist takes a lot of impact in mountain biking, especially a course like this, which is rocky and loose all over the place. He did well, not only did well, he completed the race of four laps and finished in 15th place. Which was a big, big booster, uh, not just for him, but for the entire crew who were supporting him. I was a little more uh, emotional seeing his performance and his fight uh, to stay in the race. He was the last one not to get lapped. He was the last rider not to get lapped and uh, do well. So it was a great, great uh, moment at that point of time for us to see him complete the race. So he's got another year uh, at under 18. Next year, if he is, I'm assuming, will be part of the Asian team and the CFI sends him again, etc. It'll be definitely a good uh, contingent, I mean, good rider who can aim for top five or, yeah, top five slot or a top 10 uh, position for sure. uh, If he puts in a lot of uh, effort into training and, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, That's really promising
1: to see the younger. uh, We have a couple of very good results at the younger age group.
0: Yeah, I also want to indulge in a small shout-out here. I spent a whole weekend watching Shivain (laughs) Aerohawk's videos on uh, YouTube. (laughs) And uh, at the end of every hour, I would think, yeah, I think I have nausea now after watching his GoPro videos. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Wait for this uh, GoPro video from the Asian Championships. The kid loves editing videos, taking photos. So, he tries to do his bit to promote the sport.
0: Yeah, also, his uh, I, uh, I watched the full video of his uh, uh, event from Philippines. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I genuinely wondered how he didn't have a nausea or something. Because on a lot of occasions, you could actually see his helmet uh, coming into the camera, so okay. that he was really bending forward. Yep. I, was, uh, I thought that was
2: really brave of him, because that seemed like a very tough terrain. Yeah, yeah, it was not in the Philippines, it was in Iran. Uh, devendra and Shivan went to this event. Uh, it was a tougher course than this, uh, than uh, the Lebanon course, uh, when it comes uh, in, uh, specifically the downhill sections. had a lot of jumps and drops Uh, so when at the national camp when these guys were training they focused more on the uh, downhill sections but unfortunately the downhill sections thanks to the training it seemed a little more easier but we were were going as fast as the top asian guys but at least we were sitting on the bike and riding the course but unfortunately it was the climbing sections that challenged the riders at Asian course this year
1: Mm. So, uh, uh, in terms of equipment and uh, uh, other facilities, how did you feel our Indian uh, contingent was with regards to the rest of the Asian contingent? Were we on par with respect to equipment and uh, facilities?
2: It's a good point. With respect to equipment, I think me and Shivan had the best equipment that a rider can ask. We had a good full-size cross-country event, uh, bike, cross-country bike. Okay. Uh, when it comes to others, they had um, just one level down, I would say. Like if you put XTR group set, or uh, to give in comparison with road uh, Durais and Altegra, these guys had the Altegra stuff. Okay. Yeah, so the people were equipped, uh, the other riders were equipped with XT group set and hardtail bikes, carbon bikes. Uh, okay. Not 100% completely equipped with the best uh, racing bikes uh but i would say it's a start uh because now slowly we see we're seeing a lot of uh, mountain bikers trying to have carbon wheels carbon handlebar good fork because unlike road the components and variables are a lot more in mountain biking you need to have the right tire right tire pressure fork pressure suspension pressure the wheels uh, what's the type of drive train you're using now everyone uses one by we had Rajat Pandey who was using two by drive train it makes a lot of difference in climbing you know, in shifting gas in efficiency of shifting in a very very uh, tough uh, rocky trail so mm-hmm. saying that not every uh, rider was equipped with the best equipment except for me and shivan everyone where el- everyone else are trying to figure and upgrade stuff but definitely i see a big progress um, in terms of equipment upgrades in the mountain biking circuit from where I've seen back in nationals in 2014 to now. I see a lot of carbon bikes. I see a lot of people with cleats, one-by system, tubeless system, um, having uh, full suspension bikes. Before, it was more of hardtail bikes people were riding. But yeah, uh, hopefully another two years, we'll see uh, we'll see a equal level playing field at the nationals too cool cool
1: so uh, i i noticed uh, i saw that video of you uh, fighting neck and neck with uh, uh, nj uh, uh, a week before uh, you left on the road championships the bangalore bicycling championships so yes. uh, so uh, i i was quite intrigued because um, it was so close to your asian championships so yeah. How do you uh, was that like a conscious uh, training decision to uh, to use both uh, uh, road cycling as well as uh, as part of your training program for the uh, mountain biking championships?
2: Yes, because uh, I just returned from Europe. I returned two weeks before. Uh, I would say, yeah, just less than two weeks before the Asian Championships, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a, a good way to wake my legs up in a race
1: okay.
2: uh, and especially in a Bangalore race uh, the entire peloton is safe uh, they follow a lot of uh, good race etiquette, so it was safe for me to race and compete uh, mm-hmm. the objective of the race for me was to just uh, race hard and stay in one piece yeah <laughs> I never had a goal of finishing on podium or something like that my just objective is have a good training ride. That's about it. Because you have a bigger race coming up, uh, yeah. which was the Asians. But end of it, it was nice fun battling out with MJ. It definitely made my day. And also gave a lot of confidence booster uh, for me yeah. entering Asians.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you, you ended up doing quite a lot of work in the, the last few kilometers video that I saw. You ended up doing <laughs> most of the work.
2: <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should I say I had a good day? A little too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good.
1: Uh, so let's uh, let's also touch upon your uh, training in Switzerland. Uh, so was that uh, uh, was that uh, something that you took it upon yourself, or uh, did the federation send you? And how effective was it?
2: Uh, training in Switzerland was a decision that I took upon myself oh. because I'd been to Europe before earlier in two thousand seventeen, along with NJ part of IPCP. Mm-hmm. I trained in Belgium. Alright, mm-hmm. So I knew exactly. What was missing from that program. In mm-hmm. 2017. Uh, because then I had been just before the nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, as prepared for my nationals. Unfortunately Belgium didn't have. Enough trails. And mm-hmm. enough uh, technical trails. To train and practice. Mm-hmm. So last year what I did instead of Belgium. I went to Australia. To spend a lot of time in the trails. Uh, which was a, I mean, which made a lot of difference to my bike handling skills. I improved a lot when it comes to downhill sections and technical sections in a cross-country trail. Mm. So, state, keeping that in mind, so this year I also wanted to go to Belgium for obvious reason because the racing in Belgium is very really similar to a mountain biking race because it's a short uh, circuit of the cremesis mm. when prajwal NJ... uh, these guys have been there and doing well. So I wanted to go there race because it's short and intense, right? Mm -hmm. For me, even if I lasted 90 minutes in the race, I was happy because cross-country format demands 90 minutes of hard racing. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So for me, just to last 90 minutes, which suits my objective of mountain biking was more than enough. So I went to Belgium this year uh, where I could uh, imitate a little bit of mountain biking. I can develop the high-end power minus the Fear of having a crash in a mountain bike. Mm. So, this was a good way for me to develop power without having crashes. So, I went to Belgium. I did a lot of cremis racing. I did, I think, to part close to 10 races there. Then, Mm. uh, Belgium is blessed with a lot of cycling dedicated dedicated lanes. We could just practice and put the efforts out without thinking too much about traffic and uh, road conditions. Mm. So spending time in Belgium was good where I was focusing more on developing my fitness, overall fitness uh, with respect to power and endurance. Mm. Then later, the only factor that was missing, like I said, was uh, the trail aspect. So from there, for me, the best thing to do was to move to another country which offers best trails. Mm. And it's, and that was Switzerland. Uh, why Switzerland, if you ask me, like I said before, Best mountain bikers come in the world come from Switzerland. They have access to best trails, and more importantly for me, uh, Switzerland also was. I knew a person there, I had a contact who could help me with uh, my skills and guide me in all the trails there. That was more important. I mm. could have gone to France. I could have gone to Spain. I could have gone to Italy. Any other country from Belgium. So yeah, uh, it it was very important for me to spend time in uh, Switzerland to be efficient on the trail along with uh, it's important for a mountain biker to have a lot of uh, skills along with power which completes a mountain biker so it was important for me to spend time in switzerland after my time in belgium where i focused on power and endurance
0: so this is uh, interesting in the sense that you chose road biking as a sort of a uh, hard rather than actually road biking being the target just for in improving your intensity and power yeah. and as you say to avoid any chance of injury
2: uh, road cycling like i said especially in belgium cremesis since i'd done it before uh, done the, i mean, I mean I raced there before in 2017 i felt it makes a lot of difference uh, for my mountain biking uh, development so i went there and i really enjoyed racing in belgium this year because I knew what exactly it takes and uh, I knew how the race dynamics work in Belgium from 2017. So, I went there with bit of preparation and I was happy to complete three races compared to one race uh, in um, 2017. I could have done more. Uh, yeah, in between, I had my own challenges. I felt sick for about a week in between. So, that Uh, slacked off my fitness for a bit but apart from that it was a very good outing for myself in Europe
1: Could you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, how you take care of nutrition and recovery
2: I mean uh, it goes without saying right Uh, nutrition and recovery is like the most important aspect in an athlete's life after training because in 24 hours you are training for 3 to 5 hours the remaining time is what uh, what you do is defines you. So, uh, talking about nationals, yes, it was very, very, very important for me to stay focused and give a lot of emphasis on uh, nutrition and recovery. My recovery, when we talk about nutrition, uh, I'm like happy again and uh, l- lucky to have support system there also. We have uh, Datu Organics and Naturals from Mysore supplying me with uh, their entire range of products from groceries and superfoods so saying that I keep my food uh, intake pretty much simple it's just that I try to avoid a lot of sugar intake um, sugar intake and a lot of fried items Mm -hmm. Uh, and more than anything trying to have a balanced meal of protein carbs and fibers stating that my recovery apart from that is my sleeping Uh, I mean I'm 33 right now. I give a lot of emphasis on sleeping. I make sure I sleep anywhere between nine, eight to ten hours. My average sleep is definitely around nine to ten hours per week. Uh, uh, saying that, uh, which also means uh, a lot of people know this. Probably, uh, I I can't. I, I'm not an early early person. I just can't. Uh, get up early, which also means I can't sleep early. For some reason, it's uh, in my blood that I can't sleep early. I've tried efforts. I put in a lot of efforts. My wife has put in a lot of efforts. If I sleep late at 12, I make sure I sleep. I get up at nine and go to training at 1030. I don't mind the sun. I somehow love training in the sun. So, Mm. uh, which also, I don't know, uh, makes me a little more tougher and be prepared for uh, tougher race conditions, uh, uh, training in the sun. Stating that uh, one big advantage is that is my MTV Nationals always starts around 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock, uh, which is right when the sun is out. Uh, gives me a better uh, race scenario conditions for me to train, uh, to do well. Uh, yeah, stating that, yeah, recovery, Make sure I sleep 9 to 10 hours, 8 to 10 hours minimum. And uh, with respect to food, I just keep it simple and make sure I have a balanced meal of uh, fiber, protein and carbs. Most important recovery process starts right after the training is to make sure your protein and carb intake is within the stipulated time zones uh, time periods, which is proteins within first 20 minutes and carbohydrates within the next 40 minutes. So I make sure I follow the small things. This all, And all this will make a lot of difference if you follow this over a period of two to three months. People do it for two weeks, three weeks, they lose track. Uh, that's when you lose your uh, results or graph, the upward graph in terms of fitness and feeling better right after the hard workouts. Yeah.
1: Cool.
2: Yeah, that's
1: uh, heartening to know. I'm. Uh, I'm sure a uh, lot of young fathers, if they ca- if they hear you uh, saying that uh, you get to sleep 10 hours, they'll probably change their profession and try to become MTB writers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely. I mean, for me, because I've seen a difference in my energy levels or motivation, if I get anything less than six hours, I am not myself. I mean, I don't, have a good productive day. Yeah, yeah. I mean... uh, Very uh, evident. I mean, uh, except for race days, because for me, the previous night, sleep hours doesn't matter for the race days. Uh, Like, uh, when I was getting coached under NJ, NJ once, he said, the alternate night is more important than the previous night of the race day. So i make sure i give a lot of emphasis on the previous uh, the alternate night than the previous night
1: oh that's a very interesting perspective i, mean, I think it's, that makes a lot of sense
2: yeah, yeah i mean uh, because one uh, for all reason any athlete be it football anything you are excited for the next day and you might not get sleep and s- stuff like that everything all that is normal so it's okay to not get your your full cycle of sleep the previous night if you get sleep if you don't it's all fine the alternate night is very very important uh the important day of sleep yeah okay
1: so uh, uh kiran the the travel to europe uh, could be quite challenging especially like uh, i guess you must have done with two bikes and stuff like that so oh, yeah. Did you, did you get any kind of uh, financial support or you managed all these with your own personal expenses? Uh
2: good question. I mean, definitely traveling to Europe is expensive. Uh, all this was managed or should I say all this uh, was possible because of my support from Kanakia construction company, which is based out of Bombay. Uh, they came on board this year to support me as a quest to push uh, mountain biking in india okay so they took complete uh, uh, responsibility of of the expenses bit when it when it came to my training so thanks to them if not uh, it would have been really difficult for me to travel outside and uh, uh, train Awesome, yeah Lucky you. Yeah. If you say so, definitely. (laughs) That's what everyone says. Kiran's really lucky when it comes to support system. I don't know how it's happening. I don't know why it's me always. But
1: I would also add to that that you definitely deserve it, Kiran. Thank you so much, Gokul.
2: Appreciate that. (laughs)
0: So one of the ways we actually were able to reach out to you was uh, we spoke to Deepak Patel uh, about uh, tour of Nilgiris a few weeks ago and he actually suggested that uh, we talk to you because uh, you are the MTV national champion and you're going to Asian and we felt this uh, would be a good way uh, to introduce you to our audience. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, his role in your uh,
2: development? Yes, uh, Deepak has played a big role for me to start cycling in the first place. Uh, This goes back to 2011 when I volunteered at Tour of Nilgiris. uh, uh, Sorry, in 2010. So, I was part of this practice ride as preparation towards Tour of Nilgiris. That is when I came in touch with... uh, The organization, Rider Cycle Foundation, which was running the TFN. From then on, when I expressed my interest to participate in these races, Deepak told, even without, I mean, in 2011, when I told I want to take part in the Breves, any race, any cycling events that's possible, I just went for every possible event. Deepak was behind me saying that I'll help you in a small way. As in when you grow and uh, do well, I will try and see what best can be done. So I used to uh, support me with expenses for rented bikes, equipment, uh, like just helmet, uh, guests like cycling, cycling clothing, cycling clothing, and all the other guests that's responsible for cycling. Uh, right. From yeah. then on, it continued. I started doing well. I started loving the sport a little more than I thought I would. Uh, then uh, I was part of the specialized team, uh, specialized Kinkini cycling team, where Vivek took me on to his team. Then Deepak was just uh, looking at my progress. There, obviously, everything was uh, supported and taken care of by SKCT team. After that, uh, after the team was uh, folded in uh, in the mid of 2015. Again, I wanted support. Then, when I started approaching everyone else, Deepak played a a big role in trying for his references and uh, contacts, and also Trek came on board. Post that, Trek has been a big, big, big uh, has played a big, very big role after Deepak uh, for me to take the sport forward in terms of uh, my needs for all the equipment gear because every equipment right now that i need in terms of cycling especially when it comes to trek it's taken care from a to z right that's the biggest advantage uh, with a brand like trek because you just uh, they just don't give you a bike but they cover the rider as well shoes uh, cycling gear tires wheels helmets gloves etc so stating that deepak was always there the challenges was different now because I've grown in the sport, I've become multiple national champion. The next step was to find uh, financial needs. Deepak pushed in uh, with his own personal money at one point of time and later looking out for support through other means, through TFN sponsors and stuff. That is how Kanakia also happened to me. So Deepak has always been there supporting me um, as and when possible. Uh, Obviously, uh, uh, it's Uh, not easy Uh, what should I say Uh, to keep doing it again and again Um, it was very important for me to persevere and uh, show that consistent results also but I tried my best to do uh, the best possible so
0: uh, how do you deal with the mental side of the sport because on the one hand you spoke about how tough it is to raise resources but (laughs) There's also the aspect of uh, missing out on quality family time. You have a young daughter. And uh, unlike, say, in a team sport, there isn't always a peer group, you know, you can lean on and who will support you. This is an individual sport. You're sort of out on your own. How do you deal with that?
2: It's been really, really tough. Uh, But uh, big thanks or kudos to my wife and my parents uh, because without their support i wouldn't have been able to take the sport yes support from sponsors and having good well wishers like deepak and other sponsors it's also very important to have a good uh, smiling ecosystem inside the house for you to pursue the sport on a daily basis so my wife was the person who actually told me to quit the quit my job and pursue the sport full time so Which means a bigger burden of me, a bigger burden of uh, taking care of the family was removed from my head through her. Uh, Saying that she has been very, very, very supportive uh, mentally, uh, just giving me enough uh, time and space to pursue my cycling. But the biggest challenge for me was when I stayed away for this Europe camp for because this is the maximum time that i've been away from my family uh, it it was that much more challenging this time because i had a daughter who was just who was now 16 months which means i lost two and a half months of her growing time when i left she hardly could walk by the time i came back she started running right so uh, it was very tough for me i mean uh, i lost a lot of quality time with my family but uh, my wife was there supporting me trying to call have a lot of videos with my daughter now uh, that was the biggest i mean that is where i actually um, lost a little focus with respect to my training in europe because i was missing out on my daughter and my wife mm. but uh, i kept myself saying People have invested a lot of time and energy and resources into me. It's very important for me to be responsible and uh, do the best that I can. And with whatever energy I had, I did put in my best. But uh, I would just give a big kudos to my wife. Thanks a lot, Mega. Yeah. Yeah, it's about my wife and my parents who have been there. Uh, my dad and mom who are taking care of my daughter because my wife, she, the software engineer who works. So, obviously, my daughter was uh, given, uh, being taken care by my parents while I was away. So, yeah, thanks to them for making my life a little more easier to pursue the sport. That's, uh,
1: that's awesome. Uh, I'm sure uh, you will uh, it's not easy to have a national champion at home, Kiran, so uh, so, uh, um, yeah, good to know that you have a good uh, support system both inside and outside the house.
0: Yeah, also, so, I just want to point out that nobody speaks about me in very admiring terms, which I've heard <laughs> a lot of people speak about you. Um, and this is from people who uh, only met you or watched you race so I, I, I just want to say that there is upsides.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean uh, because uh, when, when I see a lot of kids now talking about sponsorship I think the biggest sponsors are staying in your house if you can't convince the parents or your family members to, mm-hmm. for you to pursue your passion it's very important to convince the person outside their house To support or sponsor your passion because you you can't have someone uh, scolding you or not sharing a smile with you in the house uh, while you're trying to pursue the sport so if you can convince your parents and family members the extended family members the the job becomes a little more easier to convince people outside to support and uh, make sure the
1: sport can grow and yeah cool it was was an interesting uh, update about uh, the Asian Championships and also your uh, journey through uh, uh, and you touched upon some really interesting aspects with regards to the support system as well Uh, I'm sure a lot of the listeners will find it very uh, useful uh, and uh, really enlightening to know about it and It was really heartening also to learn about uh, CFI's support system and uh, uh, their uh, long-term approach to the sport. So thanks a lot, Kiran. Um,
2: uh, It was a pleasure uh, listening to you today. Thank you so much, Gokul and Narsha, for having me over. It was definitely a good, valuable time spending talking to you guys. Thank you, Kiran. Thank you.